0: Tom, I'm here today to talk about South Park: The Post-COVID Situation. <laughs> Trying to do my anchor voice there. It's like it's oh, pretty man. good, actually. He's got to do. He's just like, a, "Hi, I am a news reporter." I'm sure that's how Trey or Matt does it.
1: <laughs> I'm a news reporter in the future. I was amazed that was not a line in the entire thing.
0: <laughs> they already said in the future enough time in both of these parts. <laughs> It was, God, the, the
1: amount of times it says in the future was enough to like. I, w- if I had a nickel for every time they said that, I would have a lot of
0: money. <laughs> oh, he, 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 he. especially the song that they created. Uh, Everything is here in the future.
1: <laughs> Beep, pop boo boop. I love that they still have like synths, synths and stuff like cuz they they lean heavily into the fact they're they're the future.
0: And then there're drums that have yeah. like little like doo 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 sound effects on.
1: <laughs> well, they look like they look like rock band drums, like those kits for those games, <laughs> they look just like that. We're
0: talking about South Park post-COVID. Now, for people who are unfamiliar, so lately South Park has been doing instead of a full season, they've been doing these little mini movies. So there was the pandemic special, the first one, and then they did the Park Q. Vaccination. And then now they got post-COVID. So essentially, each of them are about an hour or so long. They're essentially TV movies is pretty much.
1: I appreciated the intro of the first one, which is it does the it does the old, like, almost like Superman title screen thing, where it's like, this is a made-for-TV movie. That I was like, that's kind of fun.
0: <laughs> it's not TV. It's a TV-made movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was like, I appreciate that. I wish the second one had that, but it doesn't, which is really strange. But it's fine if you watch them back-to-back.
0: I also love the fact, too, that because they keep getting pulled to different streaming services, that they're making fun of the pluses and maxes on everything <laughs> in the world. Oh, I lost it on that one. Oh, yeah. Which, okay, before I say who we are, let me just say this. Paramount Plus is not good. <laughs> it's, it's not great. It's not great. I mean, it's got some good things on it every now and then, but it's, ju- it's just not a great service. <laughs> So. It's a Star Trek service. <laughs> yeah, it's Star Trek and all the shows your grandparents watch, essentially. Or
1: maybe maybe some Nickelodeon stuff, if you really like Nickelodeon, has got some stuff and on it.
0: And the app crashes a lot on Xbox, just to tell you. <laughs> so. But, I actually didn't have any issues with mine. But Okay, lucky you. <laughs> but uh, hey, everybody, I'm Justin Zarian. I-, I am so excited to talk about this, because then we got Spider Mike over here. Howdy, howdy. And our special Polish correspondent its here once again, Masiek howdy ho
1: i'm so happy you asked us to do this by the way i'm so happy asked this to do this. Is, yeah.
0: is it mr hankey the christmas pole god
1: that was that was a good joke that they do involving him in in one yeah. of the episodes or i keep saying episodes but the specials the the movies specials. he made for tv movies
0: yeah for, with both parts of this this is actually longer than the south park bigger longer uncut so
1: well it's one continuous story is the thing if you watch them back to back it's one long movie yeah, and I I appreciate like if I appreciate how it works out if you do it that way.
2: Yeah, because that that was one of the things that uh, surprised me with the first one because I was expecting some type of conclusion because they were promoting it as a movie and then it goes to the end and it's it's like almost to be continue. So oh, I get, like, it just ends like an episode. Yeah, you know. So okay, I guess I wait for the next one to see the conclusion. Because what I appreciate
1: about it is that they they were still they stuck to the continuity idea that they had in one of the other seasons, which is that this takes place pretty much. What thirty? 40, it's like thirty or forty-eight years after the end of the of the QAnon one. Yeah, because I didn't even think about it until like it actually says it out loud, and everybody's lives is is off to a weird place. Like. <laughs> like every it, it cuts to to Stan and you think he has a wife but it turns out it's an Alexa. This
0: is constantly naggy girlfriend essentially.
1: <laughs> and you find out more and more about people as he he decides to go back to South Park because Kyle calls him to tell him that Kenny has died. Again. <laughs> Again, but the the difference is that Kenny was Kenny died under mysterious circumstances in a way that they weren't there this time around and Kenny actually turned out to be a very important person in this in this world and which i really like to be honest that was a really nice moment yeah and so the, the 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 plot of the first one is mostly stan going back and then just having to deal with the past that he decided to leave behind especially with his dad mm. as well as you know his his relationship with his friends and you see how south park changed based on how everything went down and i really like that a lot in the first part yeah
0: and the second part essentially is the fallout from that and the continuation of the mystery about what caused the future to be the way that it is and that's one thing i really liked about this is that it's a very even-handed approach to discussing not just current stuff like they always do but talking about where are we going from here it's almost the creators asking that questions about themselves with the show it feels like and that's why i say that one of the most refreshing things about this two-part special is especially is that Making them adults, like all the characters and, you know, aging them up 30, 40 years was actually incredibly refreshing and inspired, I would say.
2: Oh, yeah. We talk about this before recording, but I would honestly watch the entire show with just those versions of the characters because they all were like natural progressions. Like with exception except of on few jokes, they, they never felt like, oh, that character would never be this way. No, no, they were all spot on. Like uh, Stan, you know, Kyle. With Cartman, there is an interesting twist, but I love it so much. It's like my favorite thing about these two-parter. <laughs> That's why
1: I would watch an entire show like that, because it's, it's so much different than what normal South Park was, because Stan, Stan's life is in such a weird place, it's, and so is Kyle's, but Cartman's life is in a really good place. And it's, it's, it's not really a spoiler, because it's very much the crux of both plots, which is that Cartman, has, Cartman is happy. He has a family he's now a rabbi.
0: Yeah, an Orthodox Jewish rabbi.
1: <laughs> 40 years of his life went into the religion that he, would stop, he wouldn't stop making fun of as a 10-year-old.
2: And he has uh, three kids, a daughter, a son, a baby. They speak Hebrew fluently. Yeah. <laughs> and just the names of them. It's like Moisha, Manorah, Hakim, and the wife is, of course, Yentel. Of course she's Yentel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> of course she is. <laughs> Which is why you, you understand why Kyle's like, are you fucking with me? Like, it, until you see them, and you're like, oh, no, he's not. Like, this is actually... He actually turned out great. I
0: mean, that's the thing. It's like, you think that it's going to play out differently than it actually does, which it seems to be going the typical way a South Park episode would go with Cartman and in the in the group. And yet, they found a new way, without obviously spoiling it, to make it much deeper into his character. Like, like the, the motivations yeah. behind it kind of thing. And it actually generally worked,
2: you know? Like, just everything about... A lot of humor in these two specials come from the irony, what you know of the characters. So, you know, again, with Cartman case, it's funny because they're just showing him having a nice life. But because, you know, you know, this is Cartman, it's funny to you, you know, because you're just seeing him being this happy man and Jewish and constantly saying, you know, when God said to Abraham, no no no," you know, so (laughs) it's it's and it's funny because with Kyle. I, at one point, wasn't sure is Kyle just not trusting him or just is Kyle jealous at this point? Because at the beginning, it's understandable that Kyle would be suspicious, but the more it's go on, go on, you know, I was just like, wait, is it just Kyle jealous, you know, now? So it was, like, very ambiguous, but it was, like, made it interesting for me to watch. Yeah,
1: Everyone's, the trajectory of everybody's life from the end of the COVID special to where it's at, or not the COVID special, but the, the, the QAnon special and yeah. where they ended up makes a lot of sense except for Cartman's. Cartman's the only one that you're like, how did we get here? (laughs) And you're just, and you're curious about it. And that's why I would love to watch like just an entire thing about that.
2: I just want to watch entire spin-off of Cartman Live, how he got there, you know, and... Yeah, exactly. I I would love that. And as I said before, like a few days ago, the South Park Twitter page you know, because there was Hanukkah and they just posted a picture of Cartman and his family <laughs> waving happy and I, was, I just started laughing and I was like, wait, what? I, why am why I laughing at this again? You know, because it's just so, so it's just this humor that comes from the fact that it's opposite what you would expect and I love it. Yeah. But there are some like Jimmy that I think they were on point what would happen to him in the future or...
0: I mean, there's Clyde, there's Tweakin' Craig, like, I mean... Pretty much most of the cast what? are there, and they're kind of what you expect they would them to be, but also not at the same time, kind of thing.
1: There's some characters that they, they go exactly where you expect them to. There's some that I wish I knew what happened to them, and that they don't. But they're like background characters that you don't really
0: know what happens. Yeah, they pretty much play "Where's Waldo" with a bunch of the extra characters throughout the show, where you're just like, like, even even ones where I'm like, oh, it's the two mentally handicapped kids that bully Jimmy and Nathan
2: and Maxi. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, them, they're right there and there. They're they're in the
1: background, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, there they are. They are
2: like clever little, not not always even like jokes, but like elements. So in one scene, we see Father Maxi, and he's now a cardinal. So, like, he (laughs) was promoted. Oh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) But on the other hand, my favorite one is that in one moment you see, you know, Dr. Mephisto, the scientist Mm -hmm. who makes experiments on the butts of animals, like he's always experimenting, going stuff like, oh, little mouse, soon you will have more asses than you ever imagine. In the old home, we see his assistant, Kevin, and he's like next to a large jar of just having ass swimming inside. So, you know, it's him. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate that they acknowledge that that character still exists.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. they did a lot of great little Easter eggs like that, and you know, just like you'd expect in South Park, they have lots and lots and lots of satire about modern day politics and modern day trends and modern day everything. Political correctness. Yeah, everything gets roasted in this ep- in these two episodes. Basically, they cover Space Jam Two of all things. They cover <laughs> the pandemic and the various lockdown stuff. They cover late night comedy. They cover NFTs, and I'm so happy that someone said the truth about NFTs in
1: this. Well, I love it because it's it makes fun of the fact that all of this stuff is is it affects the future in a way that like is negative, and I like I like that that joke in it. Consisting like every time they talk about the future, at first you're like, well, this is kind of a nice futuristic thing where like old people live longer, but then they're like, but they're not allowed to go outside. And then they're like, oh, there's all these restaurants, but there's no meat at any of them. There's all these setups to punchlines that don't turn into anything.
0: And the sad thing is, is that so many of them are rooted in things that are happening right now, which makes it even kind of more like, Ugh.
2: I just love when the woman at the old home say, well, because this is the future and all of you old people live longer and they just go all, ah, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. like...
1: <laughs> I love their explanation for why they won't let Randy outside. But they're just like God forbid he sh- he gets diarrhea and then slips on the diarrhea and then dies and then we have to shut down the entire world or something like that. And you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> kind of thing.
0: Uh there's it's just so many funny moments throughout this. They're all really, very on point. And one thing I like too, you know, because all the actors are you know playing older versions of themselves. No one has to use a voice filter. So almost everybody's actually using no. their real voices for these characters, which is yeah, actually good.
1: The cool. only time there's a voice filter is Cartman's family. They're like, they're his kids, and that's it.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that his
0: son is has Cartman's voice.
2: <laughs> and Stan and Kyle are basically Trey and Matt's voice. Yeah, yeah it's Basically, it's just them their doing their own now. voices. It, it feels like this yeah. is really
0: like that whole thing they've been talking about over the years that they feel like they relate less to the kid versions and more to the adults kind of thing. I feel like. This is almost a logical extension of them trying to figure out how to keep things going, kind of
1: thing. I think that's what makes it so fresh is that they finally were like, "Well, what if these characters were adults? It's the Rugrats all grown up idea." Yeah, it's just like, "What if? What if these characters were, had now had different problems? And what if Randy had insane problems again consistently?" <laughs> I love Randy a lot, and I like I yeah. like what they did with him in this special.
0: I was not expecting it to be as dark as it was when they reveal what's going on between Stan and Randy. When they, when they reveal that, it was it's like... It's so dark! Oh, God! <laughs> yeah. What I like
1: about it, though, which, which made me laugh because I thought about it, was like, because Stan's constantly like, well, no, it's my dad's fault. But I was like, no, it's both of your guys' fault. You just don't yeah. want to admit it like, yep. at all. And eventually they do admit it. And
0: even when they do admit it, they're still like, yeah, but it's your fault.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's on brand for Randy to still be like, I forgive you, but it's still your fault.
2: Renti is one of those characters that in the last few specials I was getting sick of him just because the integrity farm is one of those things that just went too long, but here they basically made him Wally because he has, like, this one last plant he has to save, you know, as part of his story arc.
1: Yeah, it's really funny what they do with him and and the fact that it doesn't actually matter.
2: Yeah,
0: no, it's just, it's one of those things I am glad that they kind of addressed. Like, it was, I was amazed they didn't include the joke from the commercials where everyone's like, nobody cares about your stupid weed special, Dad. It's not a special. It's an exclusive event. An exclusive <laughs> you event. know what I'm saying, but... Yeah, there's a few lines that are in the trailer that
1: don't appear in it, which I, I didn't mind that they weren't in it because they oh, were yeah, a little yeah. too on the nose.
2: But it happens with those episodes all the time, that the, often the trailers of the South Park episode, because they usually change them so fast, you know, because they only have six days. So a lot of time it happened that a joke that is said by this character in the trailer is actually said by a different character. There's
1: one gag specifically that like is obvious that this is what they, they decided to add this into it. There's a part in the first one where they reveal there's a new COVID variant. I know and exactly. they call it, they about. call it the plus rewards program but then in the second <laughs> one they they make an om, uh, an omicron joke omicron because yeah because it's that's a very recent thing and they and it was just them being like oh how can we make a joke out of this and it ended up working really well for
0: for what they do with it i was shocked how well that it played out where i'm like Wow, how come I didn't think of that?
1: <laughs> and it's 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 such a classic South Park thing because cause it's it's your thought process like, "Well, they probably wrote these like days in advance." Like, no, they are still flying by the seat of their pants and it it still shows in this. That especially with that gag specifically and a few yeah. other gags. There's one future gag that kept weirding me out, but I got what they were doing was the the Asian lady just eating something every time oh
0: the blade runner lady yeah
1: yeah the blade runner thing and i was just like that's that's fun like it's like i get what you're doing and that's really dumb blade
0: Runner references were everywhere throughout this episode i love yeah the umbrella
1: is a good example of that
0: (laughs) yeah i mean that's always what they do they lampoon a bunch of like movie plots and then they kind of weave them into the narrative of their stories
2: but So if I may talk about something that I wasn't crazy about, because we are praising it, but I want to be also just a little bit critical about it, because so I love the first part, like the first part was perfect for me, you know, it was just wow, and the second part, my problem was that in the first half, I didn't laugh as much. Like, it was getting too long to... It was more plot-heavy, and,
0: yeah, to be fair. Yeah, no.
2: it almost felt like they figured out the ending, like, the last 20 minutes, and they either patted out, you know, everything else with, like... And, and I understand a little bit because, you know, on the commentary, on DVDs, and in interviews, they a few times express, like, frustration that sometimes they will you know be on the last day, day of making episode and they realize oh we should make this a two parter but it's too late to change it because they have so many ideas and sometimes you know the pacing you know they have to cut the scenes a lot and mm-hmm. it, there isn't like time to breathe between all jokes to you know leave a little bit so you know now they have all the time they want with this but it just felt like some jokes just went too long like alexa think like i love it in the first part but in the second part it just felt like the the same scene three times where, you know, he's just sitting in the car with her and she's just telling him... That you,
1: like, yeah, that you hate your friends or whatever, that you don't have any friends. Like, that. Yeah. she says it, like, five times. It's like, I get it. Yeah. I get that he has a bad relationship with this Alexa.
2: I also understand that I didn't get the Butters subplot with the NF... How do you, how do you say it? Uh, well the
1: NFTs, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, NFTs, because this is something I'm not familiar with. It still didn't reach Poland, Poland apparently. So we have to prepare, and this episode is a warning to us. But, uh, you know, it, it was... <laughs> it's a threat. Yeah, but, you know... Like, I, I got like I got the satire and pyra- pyramid schemes and stuff like that, but, like, okay, this is one, but it's on me because satire is over my head with this one. But I wasn't, like, really laughing until, like, the last 15 minutes when they... I guess, involve time travel, we can say that. Yeah. yeah. Like, all that stuff was, it just became brilliant again. It was just like, wow.
0: Yeah, when it ties back to the past, that's when things get really, like, crazy and funny at the end of this part, two. Like, I didn't dislike the first part as much as you did, but I, I do agree that it did become very plot-heavy in the second I
2: plot. mean, the first part of the second episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that's, yeah. yeah. That, like, I, I didn't have as many issues with it, only because I watched them back-to-back, back, so it never yeah. felt like... Like, if I had watched one and then watched the other, I definitely probably would have had that same thought process. But when I watched them back to back, it felt like one giant movie. Yeah, to yeah. Me, which ended up working to its favor. I
2: almost wish they would edit it together, maybe a little bit cut it here and there, but like edit it into one movie. Like I think it would be perfect. They really should have. Yeah, I- I'm yeah. curious
0: if they're going to do like a Blu-ray release with all the specials. Although that now they put them on different streaming services, that means they have to package them differently, probably. But... Well, no. All, yeah.
1: Oh, as far as I know, all of the new, the everything from the first post-COVID to now is all going to be on Paramount Plus, because they right. got contracted to do like seven of them or something like that
0: something
2: massive yeah
0: no they (laughs) oh boy
2: (laughs) one of your complaints rest, like the ending every well okay the ending is divisive okay yeah let's just say this one
0: thing that the ending it's one of those things where it pretty much does what you think it's going to do and what you would normally expect to do without saying it though there's one thing they did that on the one hand it's exactly what should have happened but on the other hand, based on what we saw in the special, it feels even more mean-spirited than you'd expect.
2: <laughs> it's depressing. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: bittersweet. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can put it like that. It's a little more bitter than sweet, I would say. It's, it's one of those things where you're like, I get what they meant for, but it's the problem that, too, like, no matter what happens to people, when you give them that, that specific kind of motivation and that thing that happens to them, people are going to react a little differently than they would normally. Yes.
2: Yeah it's i don't know it's just this emotion it's just left me on a weird note i guess it's a little bit like that show that ended on a kid with the snow globe you know oh yeah yeah it feels like that something like that where i mean it's not the same thing but it's this emotion like well we are building up to something cool but now it's different and well i guess it's a I, I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, so no. uh,
0: the fact that the fan base has been, like, creating fan art to kind of rectify that ending is actually kind of telling about how people responded to it, <laughs> Yeah, you know? Well, it's because
1: they fall in love with the the idea and the concept of it, and then you take it away from them, and you're just like, well, yeah. shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just glad they show Ike, because after the first episode, I seen so many on, on Facebook and Twitter, like, people going, where is Ike? Where is my Ike? What did you do to
1: Ike? That was a good gag, the fact that it turns out as Ike aged, he became more Canadian.
2: Well, out. of course, he's adopted, so <laughs> it's in his DNA. You know, he's he's with his own kind now, and yeah.
1: also love the mustache, <laughs> the mustache he had, yeah, that like little
0: curly, oh, the little thin mustache. One. But I gotta say though, like as we starting to wind down to final thoughts though, too, everything involving Butters was fantastic. I will say that, like, yes, like, I, I liked... couldn't get enough of his crazy persona in this. It was really great.
1: Well, I love the explanation for it and I love the fact that it's so on brand for Butters to be like to now digress into a different personality because of like what happened to him. And but it's 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 so on brand for Butters and the way his life always played out in every episode. And then <laughs> and the explanation for what for it was so funny to me cuz the idea that like cuz it's like what happened? Like what like did he like, how did he stay by himself for that long? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Was so, like, like, how do you stay grounded for that long and no one stops you? <laughs> and it was just so funny to me. because uh. And, and the, way, <laughs> the way he was dressed, because you're expecting this whole thing. Because the, the, the way the first episode ends is you expect him to be in a different place. And then when you finally see him, you're like, wait, what? And it was one of my favorite parts of the second special because you're like, well, what's wrong with him? And then when you find out what's wrong with him, it makes it that much funnier to me. And the (laughs) way people react to it, because they react to his terror, quote unquote, in such a funny way that like it's just I couldn't (laughs) help but laugh every single time it happened. (laughs)
0: Oh, it's great. But yeah, we should probably wind down the final thoughts just to get things rolling up. Uh, would you like to start off on
2: that? Sure. I mean, again, I love the first part. I think it's in general, both of them are stronger than the last year's pandemic special. I agree. Yeah. And also the, I mean, vaccination special, I really love simply because I love Mr. Garrison. And that one just was just about him going back to town and people reacting to him. And so, you know, that part was special to me. But yeah, I think they those are in general all better. Uh, it's just cool to see those characters. You know, it's like, it's a satire, but it's also a lot of fan service, but it's done in a way that I think it's well handled because you want to see what how those characters end up. And I honestly felt that it, for Stan and Kyle, it's actually felt honest because this isn't a show about perfect people who have perfect lives. So, you know, seeing them years later as bachelors and one is depressed and like, yeah, it's it's, it's felt felt okay to me. Yeah. And the second part, as I said, like I wish they would just throw something extra to the mix because it just felt a lot of them were repeating the same like tropes and jokes from the first half at least of the second part. Like the Alexa joke, again, as I mentioned, went too far, uh, too long for me. But again, I as I mentioned, I didn't exactly go Got the butter subplot, because it's just something I'm not familiar with, with the satire and that, so, but yeah, the ending is just the, the, like the second half of the second episode, just brilliant, it's, uh, and you know, I'm just glad they are still this funny, and you know, still satirical, and it's a shame we don't see them as often as we used to, like every week, New South Park, but, uh, you know, it's pand- pandemic, Let's let's just hope that the next few movies will be just as good, and I will give this Eighth time, God spoke to Abraham out of (laughs) ten.
1: That's a really good one. I enjoyed this a lot. I do have a lot of the same issues that Machiak had, except for the Butters thing, but that's only because that seems to be more of a cultural disconnect than anything else. Yeah. Only because it's so, it's so, like, it's it's being nailed. Like I said, everything before I recorded, everything I know about NFTs was forced on me. Mm -hmm. Everything. Like, no matter what it was, and it it frustrates me, which is why it was so funny for them to make fun of it. And all of the gags about like we're in the future and like and all of the gags about how the future played out. And the way it ends makes you realize just how much of it, how much of it is satire about what they're worried about. The future will be like one of my favorite gags is in the first one where they're like, how will it affect the kids? We're now defeating COVID 38 years later or so, or something like that, 30 or 48 years later. And it's like they're fine. They turned out just fine. And then it cuts the stand like drinking like in the morning <laughs> in front yeah. of a computer screen because that's that's the thing like yeah it, it's it's questioning what covid did to people and i that's that's a great satire that is very much needed because a lot of people aren't talking about that like how did this affect people and especially the kids mm-hmm. and it's it's a good it's a good gag and i love i love seeing some of the 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 side characters they they got as grown ups like token being this like uh, like i guess a police officer fbi or something busy shaft and then <laughs> and then there's you know there's wendy wendy's married to just some dude who i love the, I, few... I love that gag where he's just like look wendy i wanted to say it but your friends are kind of douches which was just cracking me up clyde had me dying oh everything with
0: clyde was great <laughs>
1: I don't want to spoil what happens with Clyde because it's kind of a, it's kind of a a reveal and the way the way it happens cracks <laughs> me up every time I thought about it. And then there's also I I loved seeing Tweak and Craig and so many of them look like their parents that it, it was really nice to see. Yeah. And then Scott Malkinson. Scott Malkinson's also had me dying because he's still he's still Scott Malkinson being like I'm Scott Malkinson and I have diabetes, but
0: in a very different context now. Yeah. Yes, in a very different
1: context, and it cracks me up every single time. And so. As, and then the second part, I really like the second part, but it has like, yeah yeah, it has its issues, but by the time it was done, I was like all of this one after another is how I recommend watching these because you'll you'll get one giant story, and I think I think it works the best that way mm-hmm. I wish I saw more of them as adults, like I don't know what they're gonna do next from here. it might be you know going back to what South Park is, you know as them as kids, and most likely it will based on how it ends, but I would have to give it. 8 out of 10 snorting COVID vaccinations.
0: <laughs> Don't you want to party? Come on, let's party. <laughs> let's party, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I I feel more, like maybe a little more positive, but I'm more less in line with you guys. Like I think this did a lot of stuff really, really well. And I think it's one of the most refreshing things that they've done for the show in a long time because it's always the problem of how do you get away from being in formula? And I feel like this one managed to find just the right angle to do something new but stays true to the story of the show i really dug this there was a lot of great stuff i laughed at i i know you weren't as crazy about it mike at first but i couldn't get enough of jimmy's bits with the late night specials and the jokes
1: it was so strange like i like but it pays off is, is really the thing
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs> I mean, I, it's one of those jokes they needed to repeat it a few times so you get the ending. So they needed hammer in how, how it looks now with the comedy in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I love they don't specify his last name because it's just multiple Jimmies in Late Night. So it's just, it's Jimmy! And it's just like that. <laughs> yeah, it cracked me but, up
1: the way it's just Jimmy.
0: <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's it's all great. It all stays true to South Park. And I, I actually like when they get a little bit more plot driven sometimes because I feel like their weakest episodes usually just have nothing but just random gags that don't mean anything you know we're just like okay they had one joke and they made an episode out of that this one it felt like they had a clear goal that they were going to end on and I I really appreciated that I I couldn't get enough of Rabbi Cartman I couldn't get enough of Butters as a the crazy guy that he became it's just yeah I want to see more but if this is all we got it was really well done. So I hope people are willing to give this a chance because I already see some naysayers who give like negative reviews to this stuff. Just like, oh, it's South Park Blue, whatever. I'm like, guys, just just give it a shot. I think if you came in open-minded on this, I think you'll really like this. So I'm going to give it 8.5 acronyms that are humorously appropriate to the situation. Oh my
1: God, I lost it when he when they revealed that.
0: I, I didn't even think about that until they pointed out. I'm just like, gosh, dang it, Kevin. I didn't either, and I love... I love... His reaction is like fuck.
1: <laughs> it's just so funny, and the way people react to certain things. And
2: I love what they did with Kevin. Okay, the Kevin is the little boy who always, when they are like playing Lord of the Rings, he comes as the Star, uh, star Wars character and yep. stuff like that. You know, so yeah. so like they are talking about time travel and he thinks he's on a Doctor uh, Who convention. <laughs> so it's like perfect. It's on brand.
1: <laughs> it was yeah. so funny. There's so many great moments in this. Sh- That's the thing. I really, li- I really liked the COVID special a lot. And I want people to watch it, but it's a shame that it's on a streaming service that most people don't want. Yeah. And I feel like that's the reason they got South Park on here because they're like, we need, we need some eyes on our streaming service. I paid for it, and now I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't have paid for the amount that I did. But I got, <laughs> I got a bundle with Showtime, and I like Showtime, so well, it's there just you like, go. You know, fine. Because I'm gonna yeah. watch Dexter.
0: I, I, I said there's gonna be a lot of free trials in the future. <laughs>